Hey, before we get into the actual podcast, which I've broken into um, six pieces, if you didn't listen to the last one, we talked about the AL East. Here we're talking about the AL Central, and in particular, one up and one down from each bullpen, and uh, one up and each down from each offense. So yeah, again, today we're talking about the AL Central, and again, Fish2483 on Twitter is with me, and we're going to get into some some, uh, some nice little details here. Um, one thing you'll note is we recorded this before Greg Holland was signed by the Royals, and then we get into some discussions about potential free agents, potential trades, and that's more on the on the fun side than I'd say um, extensively researched. Um, again, um, we talked about Column A, even though he's not on a team in the Central, but just one thing to note about him that I didn't bring up while we were talking was that um, I looked at the uh, biggest differential biggest differential between um, whiff percentile on Savant and K percentage percentile. And he was by far, um, I'll say by far when I'm, when I'm talking about fantasy relevant players, but he still was number one, um, the biggest differential, um, positive differential, I'd say, because his whiff, his whiff percent percentile was way higher than his K percentage percentile. Um, so the whiff, his whiff percentile was 77% and his K percentage, his K percentile was 16%. So that was the biggest a 61 point difference. The next guy down that was even has a shred of fantasy relevance, um, I'd say is Michael Lorenzen. He was a 90% whiffs and 53% K. So you can make an argument that there is some positive regression to be um, had for both of those guys. So without ado, here we go. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say they sign um, Hendricks as their closer. The White Sox. They're, they're they want to spend. And the guy down, I'll go bummer down. I think there's so many guys in that bullpen that are, that are that are great. They had um, they had um, bummer. They had this hero guy. They had um, another guy. I forget his name. Um, uh, Foster uh, was another one of the relievers. And I think there's another there's another reliever that, that they all had like ERAs like under like two and a half. They're all great, but like. Uh, you're just guessing it. Like if they don't sign someone there, I think it's like basically a guessing game between four guys who could potentially close there. Um, so I'm, I'm out on like given Hendricks cost, he's still going really, really high, even though he doesn't have a team. Um, I'm, I'm sh- not, I'm not afraid that he's not going to be a closer, but um, I'm just out on that situation in general. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, player I'm up on is Moncada. Um, I think, he, I think, I'm talking about players that are going to trend up over the next couple months, not players that like uh, that. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just talking about up as in like I can see this guy moving up draft boards and getting some more hype. And then a guy that I'm downing on is, is Madrigal. Um, Madrigal, I think he's he's basically a rabbit. Like like how is he how is he not a rabbit? Like he, yeah, he can hit for high average, but he's not going to get a lot of. I think he's going to hit at the bottom of that lineup. And if the White Sox do anything. Like to bolster their lineup, like they're already like almost in a logjam with Abreu and Vaughn, like as their first baseman. If they yeah. sign, if they if they sign Michael Brantley, like what happens there? Like well, Andrew, they just they just acquired uh, Adam Eaton back. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that now so, their, their outfield's full. Yeah. Their outfield. Adam Eaton's gonna probably hit second. Yeah. So that that already kills his bat. Like the the chances of him bat hitting high in the lineup. Imagine both going like pick two hundred, which is like. It, like he, like that that magical is like the most crazy ADP that I like. My magical is like your Zion Williamson. I'll never have magical this year. Like 
he's complete. I don't know what. Like I don't. I don't get it. Uh, why he's going uh, around pick two hundred? Doesn't make any sense. He's not going to be in the, high in the lineup, and he could be completely supplanted. A, not high in the lineup. B, I don't think he's good for fantasy. Like he's got like, what are you hoping for? A three hundred average and like twenty five stolen bases. Like he's like for him to do that. That's like his ceiling. Like he's got to like do really really well to to accomplish that. And if he doesn't do that, what if he hits two sixty with twenty five stolen bases? I guess that's okay, right? But yeah, yeah, are you, are you, are you really banking? Are you really banking on him? Like, are you really banking on twenty five stolen bases? We don't know that. Um, and then another thing is, if they add anyone, if they might add Michael Brantley as their DH. What happens to Vaughn and, and um, what happens to Vaughn and um, um, a brave? Like Vaughn, their their GM uh, Han says Vaughn is coming up early. Um, he said he's going to be a big part of the team very soon. So, and I've also heard that Vaughn is taking reps at third base. So if he goes to third, Moncada goes to second. Like, is there a chance Madrigal just gets phased out of this picture? Like, I don't know. Like, is Madrigal just not ready to be a full-time player yet? Or I think they want that, but. I wouldn't venture so far to say that, but I'm just saying there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that Madrigal could lose a lot of value, or there's a lot of ways Madrigal. Yeah. There's a lot, I, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of ways Madrigal could could fail to meet your expectations at pick 200. Yeah, and he's already he's already experiencing that with the addition of at me. I mean, Eden's addition moves Madrigal to the bottom of the lineup. For sure, because he's not hitting, you know, in front of Tim Anderson. It's going to be Tim Anderson, it's going to be Adam Eaton, number two, and then so on down the line. And that puts Madigal down at the bottom, kills his value. And like we already said, he's got no power. Yeah, zero uh, power. Many RBIs. Runs are probably going to be down because he's so far down the lineup. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking for a, a batting average boost and, you know, some stolen bases, I get it. But around pick 200, that's too early. Yeah. Um, uh, going back to – going back to uh, – the closest situation. Columet, like everybody was completely out on Columet last year. This is a, this is a, a typical situation where everybody just looks at all the, the stat casts and all the advanced metrics. Columet was locked into that closer role and he was not, I mean, he had to be absolutely terrible to lose it, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. If people overlooked it because they were so worried about, you know, all the advanced metrics and it's just, this is what my buddy Dave McDonald, I, I just love him. Uh, yeah, I love that guy too. Yeah, so like he was all on Calumet too. And I'm like, I just don't, I, I understand what people are saying. They're just looking at the skills and all that kind of stuff, but they, they're not taking real life baseball into, into effect. Like the manager's trust level is probably the most important thing in a closer role. And the manager trusted Calumet and Calumet performed. He's always performed. He's always outperformed his mm-hmm. peripherals and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I just, uh, I just wanted to mention that quick. But now Colin is gone. Maybe he comes back. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's a, that's a great transition that you just gave me, uh, John, uh, because let's talk about Dave McDonald some more when we go into the, the next team we're going to talk about, which is the Cleveland Indians. And I want to talk about Karinchak, who's my guy that's up. He's still going around eight. Now, I talked, I talked to Dave McDonald uh Last season, he came up. He, he was on the podcast, and we talked. We talked about some closers, and he was talking about Karinchak, and he's basically saying that if Karinch, if 
Brad Hand got hurt or traded. Karinchak is his number one closer. That's what he said last year. Guess what happened? Guess what happens as soon as the season's over? Brad Hand, fucking out of here, right? Yeah. I haven't heard a fucking peep from Dave McDonald on on Karinchak. All I hear about is please act, please act, please act. But Dave McDonald, I know you're listening. Why are you not talking about Karinchak? You were all over him last year. I think as much as Dave is like I love his show and he's doing a great job and he's he's very helpful but I think maybe he wants to keep a couple things under his little sleeve right I think he's realized he's shot himself in the foot pushing up please X value so much because you're t- you're taking him in the fourth round I'm taking him in the fourth round I, I love please act too um, so I agree with you guys uh, I think that I think he's a great pick and I, I love him too but I think Dave's like whoa whoa, <laughs> I, have to, I have to take Plezak in the third round because, I, because I've talked about him for about 80 hours combined on Twitter. <laughs> so um, maybe, I'm thinking maybe he wants to keep something, uh, maybe keep, keep a little present for himself for Christmas and get a couple shares of Karinchak. Run DMCD, follow him on Twitter, get him some more. He, he's under follow too. Get him some followers. And he won't talk about Karinchak as, not enough or as much as I think he wants to. But... I think he's undervalued still. I think, I think Dave, tell, Dave, tell me if I'm wrong. I think he thinks that he's a fourth round value in his head right now, and he's still going in the eighth round. And another great thing about Karinchak in these DCs that are 50 rounds, if you're going to spend a bunch of picks on relievers, you can get Karinchak, whatever, in eight, round eight, and you can get Whitgren, you can get um, Phil Maton, and you get Emmanuel Clase, all like past pick 400. So you can even. Sorry, grab you can grab two of those three other guys, and not really spend a lot of money on and just sort of corner that Cleveland closer market, because they do they don't tend to mix and match. I think if they are to pick a closer, they're going to pick a closer. I think it's probably going to be Karinchak, but it might not be. Maybe that's what Dave's waiting for. But um, I think that um, when I look at these DCs, I think it's like skill set, yes. Um, Cost, I think his cost is still reasonable, and I think the cost to acquire the backups to corner that market is also very reasonable, unlike some teams where like, um, it's going to cost you a lot to get even the second guy, right? So you, even if you want to sort of corner that market, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, we know how, uh, we know how Cleveland works, right? We, like, we know that they, uh, they're as cheap as they come. Uh, so... Who knows? Maybe they sign some some you know old guy just to hold down the fort, oh. just to keep just to keep Krejci's you know his price level down. I guess maybe, yeah. That, that's that would make sense, I guess. But it, I don't know if he's in arbit- he's not even in arbitration. He's not even arbitration eligible. So they'd they'd have to they'd have to stop him from getting saved in for the next like couple of years. Yeah. Which. I will say one thing about Karinchak. It's one thing that I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, his walks per nine were sky high. Yeah. Uh, now he got away with it because he, you know, his swing strikes through the roof. His K per nine was ridiculous. Uh, but, I mean, that could come back to haunt you sometimes once, you know, all these players start getting more of a look at you. But, uh, yeah, I. I don't have much of an issue. I would be totally fine with him as, as one of my first closers, I think. Yep. So, so I, but I just, I tend to fade closers. I, I've been getting them sometimes, but I haven't been totally on the bandwagon for Karinchak. Um, up for hitters, up, I'm saying Fran Mill. Um, he, he's, um, 
I think he's getting utility. He's getting the utility bump down. But I saw him taking some reps at first base. I don't know if you saw that video in the in whatever the whatever league he's playing in. And um, and yeah, a guy I don't know, a guy I'm down on. I guess is Jake Bowers. I think like if they would have, I think he's not going high. But like for the end of the draft, I'd much rather take a shot on Bobby Bradley or they could bring somebody else back in. I think um, I think if if he would, and they also have Zimmer. Um, so I think if he, if you're gonna really speculate on someone late, late. I think there's a lot of other outfielders you can get that are have a lot more potential than him. Yeah, I agree. I'm completely on Bowers. Yeah, and KC, I'm up on up. I'm high on Stalmont, low on Holland. I think I I actually think they probably have both of them on their team to start, but I think Holland is like I think they eventually give it to Stalmont. Stalmont's sort of like he reminds me of a relief version of Tyler Glass now. He just needs to cut down on the walks. Like he's right up there on all those lists with like whiffs and everything like that with Devin Williams and Karinchak and um, and all those like high strikeout guys. So I think he's I think he could be really good. And um, you could actually get both of those guys really really late. So um, I think the value on those guys are great. Yeah, I think that's the way to go right now in DC. Get both of them, and then whoever wins it. Doesn't matter for you, you're fine. Yeah. But once one of them is named the closer, they'll jump tons of rounds in DCs. What about Barlow? You'd you'd want to get him too? I don't, I don't really think that he's necessary. Uh, yeah, I don't. I probably don't want to waste three picks. Uh, mm. just to speculate on the runners closer out of my fifty rounds, but uh, because obviously whoever gets named the closer, the other two are pretty much useless. Yeah. I mean, I guess the. But Holland, Holland was good, but I just like he's so old. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't really have. They could also ship him off. They could also trade him if he's doing well. He could be old yeah. and suck, or he could be old and get traded. Um, and then um, I'm up on St. Carlos Santana. I like the move there. I've talked about that. The guys that are batting in front of him steal a shitload, and they there are two guys that like two of the guys that don't probably two of the only guys that consistently steal third base, other than Jonathan VR, who might not have a team. Um, um, well, he should have. He should have a team, but I just, he doesn't have a team right now. And that that could that can really um, deter teams from shifting against him. At least as much. He had eighty one percent shift rate um, last year, so it could yeah. buy, it could buy him a couple base hits. And I think he's a perfect fit in that lineup. He's like he's basically the only one that knows what a ball is in that whole lineup. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely draws a lot of walks. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I, I like him this year. Um, I don't know the guy that I had. The guy that I'm down on is. I, 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 this is this is drop champions geared is Michael Taylor. I know he's not even getting drafted, but I think they probably end up filling that spot with something else. So he's 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 seldom drafted, but whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know where he would even play really. I mean, center, he's, he's he's actually their center fielder on roster resource. Really, where's Frenchy playing then? In the outfield too, I think. But um, I don't want I don't want to. Panda roster resource because we're live streaming, so I guess you can look at it. But I, mean, I guess uh, Edward Alvarez. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I didn't take Michael Taylor either. Don't get me wrong, but I was just uh, I thought Franchi would be the center fielder. Yeah, um, Michael Taylor center field, Franchi left, um, Whitmer field right field. What? Who's second base? Nicky Lopez second base. Uh, they got no. Yeah. Is someone hurt? Yeah, they, I could see them bringing someone in. 
Like someone like cheap, weird. Maybe like maybe like Brett Gardner. You know, I gotta be honest. I kind of like the Royals' offense. I think they could be a sleeper this year. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I just I love the guys where you get a lot of good speed up, up front. They just make things happen. You know, Santana's gonna draw a lot of walks. I mean, self Perez, I love self Perez as my first catcher. I, I don't. I'm not on the JT wheel moved on the third round train like no. a lot of people are. No, I'm not either. I'm, I'm all on, I'm all on board for the Perez. Uh, in the you know whatever room he's going seventh eighth. I took I took him in the fifth in in uh, our best ball. Yeah, I mean that's best ball though. It's different. I, I think Perez is. I think he's going to lead all all catchers in RBIs. Yeah, I, I think I, like I was asking um, who did, who did we talk to? Who did I talk to last? I, I was um. I was, t- I was on Rob's show, and uh, I said, what's really the difference, like, in a basketball between Real Muto and per- Sal Perez? And they, they, had a good, they had a good explanation. They sort of um, proved me a little bit wrong, but I'm like, I don't know if there's a big, I don't know if there's a big difference. They, say, they said it's playing time and injuries. Um, injuries I get, but playing time, I think he could DH as well. Like, who's the Royals DH right now? Um, I mean, yeah, Perez is going to DH a little bit. That's what I like about him. Oh, Solaire, Solaire's or DH. You don't want to take that stick out of his hand, I guess. You, but you can, but you can, put, you can stick Solaire in right field and, and put Whit Merrifield back at second base, and you can, yeah. you can ditch Nicky Lopez. Yeah, for sure. Or like, you, or you can take Michael Taylor out of center field and put put um put Franchi in center and put Jorge in left. I think there's a lot I mean, of there's a lot of ways around that. You look at the bats from Salvador Perez, and he's been over 500. Four of his last five, you know, full seasons. I know he missed 2019, but 510, and then he's 471 in 2017. But then 514, 531, 578, 496. I mean, he plays a ton. I, I he's, not that, he's not that old either. Yeah, he's 30. Guy, because you're up, probably saved his legs a little bit. So I could see, I could see him getting some significant DH time, and they don't really have a backup there. I think they might. I, I could see them signing a guy like Zanino as like the backup. He'd fit nice in that team. Doesn't I don't a terrible batting average. I think he fit great there. Yeah, <laughs> Zanino's a good backup. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Although is it is Zanino? He's pretty good defensively, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and he, he fucking hits the ball hard. He I think if he, I I searched it like I think he, when uh, he does hit it. <laughs> when he does hit it, um, over the last two over the last two years. Um, Minimum ten home runs, average home run distance. Zanino, top of the board. Anyone, over Acuna, over Nelson Cruz, all those guys like Ozuna, Ozuna, Mike Zanino has he, like the the furthest home run, average home run distance, for I, I sorted it by at least ten home runs. So he he hits the ball hard. First round pick, just um, doesn't hit for a good average. All right, Twins. Um, I'm completely in on Duffy, out on Rogers. Like for their for their for their draft cost, I think Duffy had a, Duffy was just better last year, and I'm worried about Rogers. I'm worried about that flip there. I'd target I'd target Duffy, um, and I wouldn't target Rogers. Um, for their hitters, um, I'm out on Buxton where his price is. I think he's just like again injuries, right? Um, I think he always. Um, He's always exciting. Like uh, he always somebody guy you want you, you want to draft, but fuck, like I don't know. 
Like, or he's he's going like he's going super early this year. Like I've seen him get like taken like ahead of like Will Myers, ahead of like a lot of like other guys around there that are just like really solid players. Um, a guy that I'm up on, however, is Brent Rooker, who was up at the end of last year. I know they have Kirillov, who I believe is going to probably start the season in the majors, or probably not going to be too long for that. And they also people are also drafting Larnock. Trevor Larnock in um, in these DCs, I don't know, around 500, 600 maybe. But Ricker's going after both of them. He should be the first player up. He might not be. The, he definitely has the, the lowest ceiling of the three of them, but he has a lot of power, um, and he, he hit well. He didn't have any home runs last year in that small sample, but he is someone that's under underappreciated, I think. What about your guy, Miguel Sano? I can't believe you weren't up on him. Yeah, like, I think I learned a lesson last year with, with just, like, if you if you have him, I think he, I think I'll take, I, I have him a couple times this year, maybe once or twice, and I actually left him in the drafts that we did. And like, I think Justin Mason got him, like, at pick two, 240, which is ridiculous, actually, when you think about it. Like, we should never have let him go that far. Um, but um, I was thinking hey. about, I was thinking about him every round, but, I think he's okay around pick 200, but I didn't think, like, last year, like, my main event, one of the teams I had, I had, like, Sano, and I got him late. Like, I, I didn't reach on him. I got him at, like, pick 150, and he was going around 100 in a lot of drafts. Uh, I got Josh Bell, Sano, um, and um, a couple other guys who just, like, hit for terrible averages. I think, like, you, you just can't get guys that have the risk of hitting, like, 200. Like, He's got to hit like if he's gonna hit 200, he's got to hit like 50 home runs for like yeah like you could still get a little bit of a profit, but it's just so it's sort of like Mondesi. You have to build your team around that. So there's so much there's so little. I and this is a lesson. I'll take this lesson. I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it again, obviously, because in hindsight, obviously, it's a bad pick. But I think there's just so little like wiggle room if if he doesn't just like completely hit his ceiling. I think he just like if you can if you're gonna put him in your starting lineup, he's not like a guy you sitting on your bench and you're waiting for him. I think just so like with Mondesi, if 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 he goes down or if he does if he doesn't do that well, it's just like it just leaves such a hole in your lineup. That, um, you really have to like foresee what they're gonna do and then what how else you're gonna build your team around it. Whereas if you take someone that has that's more balanced, you don't really have to worry about having such a small margin of error for your other picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, most of my drafts, that's why I like to target batting average. I like to target steals. I get all that out of the way, right? So that I'm able to take a chance on somebody like Sano. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody with, somebody with a lot of power, somebody who have a huge breakout. Um, with, but, you know, that obviously is not going to provide an average. So that's why yeah. I like to take a chance. That's why I like to load up early on batting average, stolen bases. I get all that out of the way. I'm sitting good where I can take a chance on something like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, are you are you saying you take a chance on them in, like, 200 but not 100? Like, at pick 200 and not pick 100? Uh, or even, kind of depending, well, or even it later? Depends on, depends on how my roster build is going. I mean, if I've already loaded up pretty heavy on pitching – Probably not. I mean, I'd probably wait till later. Uh, but if I'm if I got a very nice batting average lower and I got a, a, you know a majority of hitters, 
majority of my players are hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I would go for it. I'd, I'd, go for, I'd take a shot in snow. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. Um, going on to the Tigers, um, I think Brian Garcia is a nice value. He's going so late. I just I'm I'm in a I'm in a D, I'm in a draft and hold on fan tracks right now. I got him like pick 500. Um, so I, like I got it. he's like this he's a closer there and they talked about him. The, the I think the their manager their general manager no it wasn't Hinch it was someone else. There's there was their GM that was saying like yeah he's done a really good job. Um, I know his K's are shitty for my, last year. I think he had like 12 strikeouts in 21 innings which is bad. But um, if you look at his history it's better than that and. Um, if you look at his peripherals, Sackhouse, he's better than that. And people are saying, oh, draft Jimenez um, because they might just let him be the closer. But he's he's lost velocity. He's been bad. He's never he's never been great. I, I don't see it there. I don't like – it's not like they're trying to save, save Garcia as like the next prospect that they're trying to hold back because – He's not like a, he's not like a Karinchek guy. Like they're gonna if he's a good closer, they're gonna they're gonna let him save games. And I think they were happy with him last year. So I think he's I think he's I think I like I like him for definitely for what his price is. And I, I'd target that situation and I'd grab I'd grab guys like Gregory Soto even over Jimenez um, for in that bullpen. So I know Jimenez not, is not going early by any means, but I think that bullpen is undervalued at the t- undervalued for Garcia. And some of the other guys, but I, I wouldn't want to touch Joe Jimenez still. It's probably a situation I'm staying away from. Yeah. I, I think it's even if we're even if I hit her right and I hit Garcia, I think the leash is so short that uh, it, it could end up being a, a disaster pick. Maybe this uh, maybe this is the year that we, did, we that we should stay away from Tigers closures because they've been so good. Um, Shane Green, then you got Jimenez just being getting saves. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just probably uh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going elsewhere for my closer. And you know what? There's a new manager there, right? So that's actually something I never thought about until now. Mm-hmm. So that's always something that um, you want to be careful about, right? Yeah, because... AJ Hinch, like, is, uh, who was it, Garden Hire there last year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so AJ Hinch could just like, he, he could just like somebody better. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I, I like Candelario as a hitter there. Um, That's my guy. I think he was like people forget he was a top hundred prospect, slow starter. Um, he's showing power. He's showing batting average. He's going to get the playing time. He's going to hit in a decent lineup spot. Um, he's not going to steal you bases, but um, I think he's going at. A, I think he might be a little bit undervalued in the market. Yeah, that's uh, he's my he's the he's been my main target essentially uh, in the what mid where does he even go mid to late stages? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking thinking about their roster was it like around twenty. Goes like around mid twenties, doesn't he? I don't know. I, I'm why well, I don't know for sure, but I'm, why am I thinking like around mid two hundreds, like two fifty, maybe later? I'm not gonna pull up the ADP. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but he's uh, he's definitely been a target man. first and third eligible, which is nice. Yeah, um, yeah, position eligibility is nice for sure. I like him a lot. Yeah, he had a he had a really nice stretch last year, and his his stat cast numbers actually are pretty nice. Yeah. So he's uh, he was def- he's definitely a target man. If I especially if I miss out on the early first baseman, 
I haven't got a lot of him, but um, but uh, he's a guy that I do like. Like obviously, like I'm like I'm saying now, I think I, he's a good target. Guy I'm out guy I'm out on is Victor Reyes. And I know a lot of smart drafters are on him, and I've seen a lot of really guys I respect a lot drafting him. But and I've I, and I've asked him them like what why what's what's with Victor Reyes? Like why why are you in on him taking him like before pick two hundred? Um, like why not take a guy like Michael Brantley like. Like his upside's not like I don't see him being a Michael Brantley, they, but they, they said he's a five category producer. I don't really see that. I see him like, yeah, he's going to be above average in stolen bases. Like he could hit for a, a good average, but like I don't see the power. I don't see the RBIs. Like he's projected to bat leadoff, but I don't see him as a pre two hundred pick. Like maybe I'm missing something there. I don't know. Like is he oh. like he's going where Adam Eaton went last year? Um, Adam Eaton failed last year. Like. He's going where, like, Verdugo went last year. Like, he's going, like, in the Brantley, Verdugo, Eaton type of player. I don't really see him, like, maybe because uh, he has more stolen base upside. Like, yeah, I, I, I would take him over Eaton, for sure. This year, this year, for sure, yes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would take Victor Reyes over Adam Eaton this year, 100%. But am I missing something to not, I don't see him as a pre-200 pick. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. he's going to hit leadoff all year because this is a guy I was high on last year, and I loved it when he was actually hitting leadoff. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I think he's got. A, I think he's a plus average. I think he's going to steal bases. I think he's gonna, he's not a zero in home runs. I think he probably hit fifteen in a year, ten yeah. to fifteen somewhere in there. But I, yeah, if you're hitting leadoff, you're going to score a lot of runs. So you know, potentially stolen bases, average runs. Shipping in with some home runs. RBIs are obviously going to be terrible uh, with a bad lineup. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's the guy that I'm actually in on. Uh, it, it all depends, again, if you need stone bases. Are you, in, are you in good on stone bases? I don't, need, I, don't, I don't need stone bases. I don't need him, you know. Are you in before pick 200? Uh, well, I, I mean, again, I, see, I don't look at where guys are going necessarily. I look at how my roster is being built up to that point. So if I'm if I'm weak on stolen bases, I'm I'd be perfectly fine pushing them up a couple more rounds than I probably should. Right. Okay. Well, there you have the AL Central. Look out tomorrow for the AL West, where we did record before the Montero trade, so you can see what we said about that. Um, just to close out, um, I was thinking more as I edited this about the uh, White Sox bullpen, and man, if they don't sign a legit closer like Colome or Hendricks, like it is such a toss up there. They and I didn't, I couldn't recall everyone off the top of my head when we were talking with uh, when I was talking with John, but they have Matt Foster, two twenty ERA, and um, over a over a strikeout an inning. Evan Marshall, two thirty eight ERA, eleven point nine eleven point nine K per nine. Um, they have Cody. Hewer, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, 1.52 ERA, 9.5K per nine. Um, even Jace Fry is there. I know he's not really um, going to be a closer, um, or you wouldn't think, but 366 ERA and 11K per nine. Then you have Aaron Bummer, who everyone thinks is the next in line with um, ERA under one and uh, 13.5K9. So, yeah, that's good. Um, and then you also have Garrett Crockett there, um, youngster that most likely not in the rotation. Um, people think he could get some saves too. So man, it's just like so many options. I didn't just, I'd stay away from that situation just because there's just 
too many options to um, put an educated guess on. I'm not, I'm not good enough to, to know or be confident enough that Aaron Bummer is going to be that closer if they don't sign anyone because there's like five potential closers in this bullpen. Anyways, look out tomorrow, like I said, for the AL West. See ya.